This episode is brought to you by Viore. Give the active people in your life something they'll truly appreciate. Performance apparel from Viore. Whether they're into running, surfing, hiking, or even just casual walks around the block, there's something for everyone. And if you're not sure what to gift them, you can't go wrong with something from Viore's Dream Knit Collection. It's the perfect gift and so comfortable. Get 20% off your first purchase today at Viore. V-U-O-R-I dot com slash Spotify. Today is Friday, January 29th, 2021. On this day in 2001, thousands of student protesters stormed the Indonesian parliament, clashing with police. The demonstrations broke out after multiple accusations of corruption were levied against then-president Abdurrahman Wahid. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Today we're covering the scandals and protests that led to the ousting of Indonesian President Abdurrahman Wahid. Let's go back to the streets of Jakarta on January 29, 2001. After months of mounting tension, the Indonesian capital had erupted into chaos. Crowds of protesters flooded the streets. Estimates placed the size of the demonstrations between five and 10,000, most of them high school and university students. The police responded with riot shields and tear gas, though these tactics did little to disperse the protesters. They threw rocks and raced through the streets, shouting the same refrain, Gusdur Mundur, meaning Gusdur Resign. Gusdur was the nickname for Abdurrahman Wahid, the first democratically elected president of Indonesia in over 30 years. The previous regime was rife with corruption and cronyism. It was eventually toppled by a pro-democracy movement driven by protests such as this one. The people hoped Gustur would be different, and in a sense, he was. 61 years old and nearly blind, he was known for being unpredictable and chaotic. The press called him a jokester and reported that he regularly fell asleep in meetings. Although his supporters had plenty of successes to point to, after stepping into power, he pushed for civilian control of the military and implemented term limits for the presidency. He apologized for atrocities committed by his predecessor's regime and removed officials that were seen as corrupt. But he also struggled to contend with Indonesia's many problems, a flailing economy, racial violence, and frequent bombings by various extremist groups plagued his presidency from day one. Wahid's critics believed that the elderly statesman was ill-equipped to handle these challenges. To make matters worse, he regularly clashed with his own cabinet, resulting in growing opposition from within the government. It was enough to cripple any fledgling presidency. But for Wahid, it was just the start. A year after stepping into power, not one, but two financial scandals came to light. The first emerged in May of 2000. President Wahid's personal masseur was accused of embezzling $4 million from Bulog, the country's logistics agency. When the public learned that the masseur used Wahid's name to withdraw the funds, critics accused the president of being involved. The scandal was dubbed Bulog Gate after the defrauded agency. 
Wahid maintained that he had no knowledge of the fraud and that the accusations were politically motivated. But just as he shrugged off one scandal, fresh allegations surfaced. Soon after, it was revealed that Wahid received a donation of $2 million from the Sultan of Brunei. The money was intended as relief aid for an ongoing crisis in Aceh, but Wahid never reported it. His political enemies accused him of pocketing the money in a scandal known as Brunei Gate. The government launched an investigation into both scandals as protests began springing up around the country. To the people, it was clear that nothing had changed. They'd traded one corrupt regime for another. On January 29, 2001, members of the legislature met inside the National Parliament building to hear the initial findings of the investigation. Discussions quickly spiraled into arguments over the legality of the investigation itself. The contents of the discussion would not be made public for several days, but the people had already drawn their own conclusions. While the legislature bickered and argued, the crowd of between five and 10,000 student protesters marched through Jakarta, ultimately making their way to the front gates of parliament. They succeeded in breaking down part of the front gate and stormed the compound, where a battalion of police in riot gear was waiting. They collided in a flurry of fists and batons. At the same time, inside the compound, President Wahid's deputies stormed out of the closed-door meeting in protest. The wave of anger and violence had consumed the government compound and soon engulfed the entire country. Coming up, we'll discuss the aftermath of the protests and scandals. Listeners, this month marks 60 years since John F. Kennedy became the 35th President of the United States, ushering his already prominent family into the highest enclaves of political power. But behind their storied successes lie secrets and scandals so severe, if it were any other lineage, they would have been left in ruin. This January, to commemorate this iconic milestone, dig into the dramas of a real-life American dynasty in the Spotify original from ParCast, The Kennedys. This exclusive series from Spotify features your favorite ParCast hosts, including me, covering every angle of The Kennedys from shows like Conspiracy Theories, Unsolved Murders, Crime Countdown, and others assassinations and conspiracies, corruption and cover-ups, international affairs, and extramarital ones, too. Examine all of the Kennedy family's most controversial moments, all in one place. You can binge all 12 episodes of this limited series starting on Tuesday, January 19th. Follow the Kennedys free and exclusively on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Viore. Give the active people in your life something they'll truly appreciate. Performance apparel from Viore. Whether they're into running, surfing, hiking, or even just casual walks around the block, there's something for everyone. And if you're not sure what to gift them, you can't go wrong with something from Viore's Dream Knit collection. It's the perfect gift and so comfortable. Get 20% off your first purchase today at Viore. V-U-O-R-I dot com slash Spotify. Now, back to the story. On January 29, 2001, 
Thousands of student protesters marched through Jakarta, demanding the resignation of current Indonesian president Abdurrahman Wahid, nicknamed Gus Dur. A pair of financial scandals compounded long-standing frustrations over the country's dire economic situation and struggles with ethnic violence. The mob broke onto the lawn of the National Parliament building and clashed with police. At least three students were badly beaten. The crowd was eventually pushed back and the complex secured, but the chaos was far from over. The Indonesian government's investigation into Bulog Gate and Brunei Gate further stoked the fire. While there was no conclusive evidence that the president had been aware of the stolen funds, it was determined that he was at least heavily involved in both scandals. In February, Parliament censured Wahid for his role in the scandals, but stopped short of impeachment. When asked if he would step down, Wahid laughed and said that such a move would push the already chaos-riddled country to collapse. He maintained that he was innocent and that he expected the truth to prevail. But whether he had been involved or not, he had already been found guilty by the public. The scandals became a nexus point for deep-seated anger sweeping the country. Protests continued for months, with the public demanding Wahid's removal. Whatever support remained for the president within the government quickly crumbled. In July, the military moved troops into Jakarta and placed scorpion tanks around the presidential palace. Wahid reportedly tried to comfort his daughter by saying the tanks were there to protect them, but she pointed out that the turrets were aimed at the president's balcony. A few days later on the 23rd, the Indonesian parliament met in a special session and voted to impeach. Wahid publicly dismissed the decision as illegal, but finally left the palace two days later. There are still unanswered questions about Bulag Gate and Brunei Gate, but with Gus Dur out of office, Indonesia quickly moved on. The scandals provided an outlet for the public's anger, but Indonesia still faced a myriad of challenges, many of which are yet to be resolved. Today, student protests continue to play an important role in Indonesian politics. Large-scale demonstrations occurred in 2019 and 2020 over issues ranging from labor laws to religious freedom. Though the country has changed over the past 20 years, the specter of Indonesia's authoritarian past still looms large. And while its people are dedicated to the idea of a functioning democratic government, they have learned to trust their own voices over the cogs of bureaucracy. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from ParCast. For more stories like this, check out the ParCast show Dictators on Spotify. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from ParCast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Michael Motion, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Andrew Kelleher, with writing assistance by Aaron Lan, and fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 
fact, fiction, fame. Discover the real story behind one of history's most formidable families in the Spotify original from Parcast, The Kennedys. Remember, you can binge all 12 episodes starting on Tuesday, January 19th. Listen free and exclusively on Spotify.